Zach King's Therapy, episode 30. Welcome to the show, and, you know, I'll be your host, your quintessential, very loyal Heat fan uh, since, tw- since, I think, what, the Heatles in 2011. And with me today to discuss a bunch of topics, uh, your quintessential, reluctant Celtics bandwagoner. Bob. Oh, yes. Ever since... The truth was drafted to the Celtics. Yes. Yes, those days. Yes, uh, those yeah, days. I wasn't even in the country then, so. Oh, gee, really? <laughs> no, I was not. Um, it's, you know, just a, before we go off a tangent, but like, you know, it's too bad that he gets clowned on as much as he does nowadays because he was really good. Yeah. We'll forget that because he's such an idiot on ESPN, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let, before we even get more on off topic, uh, so. We'll start out with uh, the Kings hiring Monty McNair, Monte McNair, Monty McNair, as the uh, general manager of uh, the Sacramento Kings. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, to be honest, I didn't expect him to uh, get hired uh, between, you know, Gupta and uh, who was the other guy? Um, uh, Calvin Booth. Yeah, Calvin Booth. Uh I don't think he was too high on our list at the time, but you know, any GM is any GM better than Vuane. Yeah, that's one. That's a very positive way of looking at it. You know, I I'm I'm on that boat too. I just don't think you can, you know, be worse than Vlade was. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to crap on Vlade, but he was, you know, really bad for the most part. There are gems in there, but overall, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Monty McNair hire kind of caught me off guard because I was kind of settled between Gupta and uh, Calvin Booth because, you know, like all the talk before, like right before it happened was like Gupta, 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 Gupta. Yeah, and yeah. like, you know, Vivek was really high on Gupta. And yeah, all signs were kind of pointing that way. Then all of a sudden it just became Monty McNair and Calvin Booth pulled out like right before the announcement. So I'm not sure what the deal is there, but yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. And yeah, like, you know, I'm very optimistic, just like you, um, about the hire. Like, he's a guy that's been basically, I've only heard good things so far. I haven't heard anything bad, but the re- the reality is there isn't that much like information out there on him, I don't think. And also, what I've heard is that, you know, He's just a very analytically heavy guy, and he's was like the guy in Houston that you know communicated most with the uh, coaches, like trying to relay the information from the front office to you know I guess Mike D'Antoni and his staff, and kind of worked out pretty well for them, um, I like to say. But you know they were just short of a championship, and you know, we got to bring that up, mm-hmm. of course. But you know, I, I think I think he I think he's a good, very good hire, and I think there's a lot of things to look forward to. You know he. He led the Sloan interview or Sloan interview Sloan conference, which is like an analytically heavy conference that uh, usually runs every year um, that talks about analytics. And you know he's a very smart guy. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, a yeah, he graduated from Princeton with a computer science degree and then played football in, at Princeton. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, very very interesting guy. Yeah, I forgot to mention that on last episode, but again, the the ultimate thing with him, there just isn't a lot of information about like just, you know, what he is essentially, like how good he is. 
Like he worked with Daryl Morey, and you know this, the organization, you know, did see a lot of success. Again, you know, just discounting the fact that they didn't win the championship, but they were like very close to dethroning the greatest team of all time, basically. So, you know, that there's something there, and we shall see how he does. Again, very optimistic. Yes, very, very. Okay, well, the second half of the equation, it it's just weird. So Joe Dumars was named uh, chief strategy officer, and was it chief? Was is it officer? I don't remember the position. I'm pretty sure it was officer. Well, it, uh, to me, it doesn't really matter what his title is. He is basically the second decision maker. Like the way I see it is that both Monty and, and uh, Joe will work together, and they will kind of come up with like essentially pitches to Vivek. And Vivek is the one that ultimately, I think, makes the decision. It's kind of the way I read it. Mm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, what kind of decisions um, Monte and Dumars uh, make with each other? Yeah, if my, you know, I, we'll get into this, but like, you know, my gut feeling about just how this is going to work is that McNair is going to present like the analytics heavy um, case for something. And then Joe is the one that kind of goes with feel and gut, you know, gut feeling, essentially. Like, just with his experience around the league. And and then, you know, Vivek, I think, tries to kind of differentiate which one is the better pitch. And that's the way I see it. Yeah. Hopefully, well, if Vivek is the so-called choosing option A or option B... I'm hoping he chooses a good option. We shall oh, no. see. You know, like I think it's a, I think it's kind of a whiplash effect from uh, from the Vladi experience, where Vladi had ultimate power, infamously kind of overriding everyone's decision to take Luca. And you know, like I think I think this is a good I think it's a good you know move going forward. Although I would have like reservations about Vivek's decision making as well. But Vivek did want Luca. That's enough for me. So, it's a, I think it's a very good process. Like in terms of the result, we'll, we don't know what the result will be, but like I think it's the res, the process is gonna be there. Like you know, he's gonna listen to both sides of the story and just decide on which one is the better one. And there's a process there that I think I am very cautiously optimistic about, and I think it's the right direction to go. Yeah, hopefully we make similar decisions or they they you know have uh similar ideals and uh that will hopefully bring the kings up in the picture again because uh yeah we have a lot of years uh with Wade to fix yeah but you know that like there is a lot of optimism with the roster i think like fox is going to get better you know hopefully um you know, Marvin is healthy, and yeah, yeah. You, we do have Buddy Heald, you know, despite the contract, a very, very good shooter. Yeah, so. Ho- hopefully no more injuries, too, for next season, because that was uh, that was a big one the last season. Yeah, let's hope we can put this one behind us, and we'll see what, what it's like going forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's basically going to be it for, you know, the Kings. Uh, we're going to just move on to the uh, playoffs. Um, just some updates. So, um, yeah, this was just uh, spectacular in the worst way. Uh, the Clippers collapsed. 
they were up 3-1. They had um, leads in ev- at every half of those three games, and they lost 4-3 to the Denver Nuggets, and they collapsed in just the worst way possible. And what are your thoughts on the Clippers' collapse? Let, let's just get that out of the way. I'm I'm surprised. It, it's it's I expect to win at least in game five or six, but man oh man, come on. <laughs> it's just like you know the you just look at like the games like especially in this especially shown in game seven where Denver just I hate to use the term wanted it more. They play with more hustle. They play with just more you know ferocity and just they ran their shit. And, like, you know, just didn't rely on iso ball, even though, you know, Jamal Murray was, you know, crazy good. And, yeah, like, you can just see the level of energy on both sides. And, like, you can clearly tell Denver had just had more energy. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, like, and this, you know, uh, like, I honestly, like, thinking back, of course, this is me kind of looking back with rose-colored sunglasses. But, like, you know, it may, may not be the worst thing that the Clippers lost because, We'll get into a, li- a bit a bit more later, but the the NBA nowadays is just like a bunch of super teams forming and then winning championships, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the last two years or le- the last two out of three years, like you know the Warriors won, they got Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant never felt like their guy, and like last yeah. year, like you know Kawhi ba- was traded to <laughs> to the Raptors, and basically after winning a championship, he bolted to LA. Like so, there was no real organic field there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Clippers, of course, are not an organic team. They just kind of came together on a whim. And, well, they traded away a good chunk of their core and, you know, all of the draft picks in the world to get, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So there is not much of an organic feel there either. And, mm-hmm. you know, Denver, for the most part, a very much organically built team with, you know, with the exception of, like, you know, Paul Millsap, who was signed. Yeah. Like they just feel like a grassroots team, if that makes any sense. And it's really nice to see that, like, you know, a lot of people talk about the chemistry and yeah, it's, you can really make a case that Denver's chemistry just won the one series for them. I think it's more of just like, you know, Clippers missing shots, but like the, the organic build of this team, the grassroots growth that, you know, started from when they drafted Jokic and Murray, like you, you saw that in this game. In this oh, series, yeah. yeah, that's very true. Especially the fact that uh, I didn't expect, you know, Murray to be that good, and uh, you know, the picks that they've gone in the wait next few drafts happen to be pretty damn good as well. Yeah, and like they're not even fully healthy. Like they 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 don't have Will Barton. And mm-hmm. like, I again, like this goes back to the Utah series when people were saying that G- Gary Harris is so important to their defense because they had the worst defense in the bubble up to that point. And like Gary Harris coming back, he's a real defender. Like he really changes that defense. And mm-hmm. It's incredible. And again, just you see the organic build, like the chemistry between, you know, Jokic with Gary Harris with like, you know, although it's. You know, it's a different kind of case, but like he has a lot of chemistry with uh, Jeremy Grant too. Like, just like those guys just cut, and he just knows that they're they're there, and it's just beautiful to see. And you know, that's that's a Jokic thing more than anything. But like, it's it's just again beautiful to watch. And like Jokic is just the greatest passing big man of all time. <laughs> oh yeah, 
And yeah, like onto the Clippers side, like a lot of people were talking about how the Clippers collapsed more than the Den more than you know Denver, you know, winning this series. But like, you know, there was a lack. I've always kind of just like said, like I look at their offense; it's very ISO heavy, very just one pick and roll, and then just you know, and then just attack the basket. And you know, like it was a very rudimentary offense to say the least, a very basic offense. And you know, you might not need much with Kawhi and Paul George, but like, yeah, that they ended up not playing very well, and you know. And they just kind of collapsed under their own expectations. They were just, you know, lackadaisical and just not trying all that hard. Off, just like what in the hell? You're you're in a game seven, and there's just like you're not getting to lose balls. You're just not hustling all that much. Like, and you have like Kawhi and PG playing playing like shit. So like, yeah, it was a recipe for disaster, unfortunately. Uh, yep. But yeah, it's it, it's a it's a real win I think overall for the NBA. Even though I know the NBA wants the battle for LA, but I liked I liked the cute story I guess of the you know the the homegrown talent winning out basically. And Jamal and you know back to Jamal Murray. Like I was out on him after last year after he lost against Portland. But like boy, this guy is a fucking microwave. Mm-hmm. You can go get buckets. I actually can't wait for uh, hopefully next season. Well, uh, then again, it's not over this um, series. With, uh, Just imagine how good Michael Porter Jr. is going to be. Like, I know. Their, their team's going to be pretty dang good. Yeah. And, you know, Jokic is just a guy that just is so good. You, He makes everyone around him better. And, you know, defense aside, even though he's not that bad, like yeah, he's just, like if he just stays as good as he is right now, it's perfectly fine. Like they can win a championship, and he can be the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a great story. Um, yeah, Clippers don't have any, don't have their own draft picks up until 2021. They do have a bunch of pick swaps, but yeah, it's going to be a long way for until they get their own draft pick. But you know, they might be able to find gems in there. Um, that was a narrative that I saw online, but they do have pick swaps, although it's with OKC, who you know is tanking, kind of. Hmm. So we shall see how it goes. Um, yeah, uh, Paul George played like shit. Uh, Kawhi played like shit. The rest of the team, not much better. Pretty much. All, all <laughs> the credit in the world to uh, Denver for just showing out. And, you know, last note about this, load management culture. Paul George was injured most of the season, so I'm not going to blame him too much. But like Kawhi sitting out as much as he did, I you know of course he has a ailing knee and quad injury thing. But like the way, the way that they rested so much, really you can kind of see kind of, uh, I guess affected their chemistry. I, mean, I don't want to keep going back to that point, but it does play a part because like him and Paul George just ne- it just felt like they never fully utilized both of them together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think maybe you know they might come back next year and win the championship. Like who, like who knows? But like you know, like there is a. I think it's. I feel like it's a doc thing where like their offense is so basic, and like it just doesn't utilize the two your two elite wings in your offense. And I, I don't know what your thoughts about. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I feel like each game that you see from the Clippers, it's pretty similar in a way like of course uh, utilizing your two stars a little bit more would be nice but 
how they were used with the team that they had now. It's I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. It's it's very hero ball esque in that you know just one guy one guy kind of picking rolls or isos on the wing tries to get penetration and then passes it to someone, but yeah. it feels like when one of them is doing that, the other one's just kind of standing around somewhere, like yeah, just not really moving. Yeah, and I don't know whether to blame that on Doc or to blame that on Kawhi and Paul George, but that's just the way it is. And chances are Montrez is gone. Uh, there's a lot of talk about trading Lou Will. There was a there was a dipshit on Twitter who apparently tweeted out that Paul George is getting shopped right now, but I don't I don't think that's an actual thing. But who knows? Yeah, but yeah. You know, I think this should put an end to lo- this series, especially should put an end to load management culture. That you know, play more in the regular season because I've seen enough of this shit. Like especially like you know, um, last year with uh, kind of Warriors just kind of randomly load managing. And what's his face? Uh, the Celtics randomly just kind of rest, not resting their players, but like not playing at full strength, not having that full cohesion, and just kind of acting like you're going to turn it on in the playoffs, like when it comes. You need to build some a sort of foundation in, in the regular season. And I think mm-hmm. this need, this kind of load management shit kind of needs to start to kind of phase out. Whether that's like by shortening the season or just, you know, I think the players just have to play more. But play 20 minutes, something, you know, just to get your body mm-hmm. ready to play 40 minutes in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, the next series. Heat versus Celtics. Let's start with your favorite team, the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> you know, Celtics, I thought the first two games, they played pretty well for the most part. Like. The and like they lost. Of course, it's like it's two one now. But like the first two games, they lost by razor thin margins. Oh yeah. So like I I always thought like you know it's you know sure the Heat are up two zero, but it's not like a dominant two zero. Like it's like you know one or two shots. Like it's a it's you know easily one one or o two the other way. You know, yeah, with yeah. Celtics up two zero. So what are your thoughts on the series so far? It's probably one of the fun series I've watched in a while, to be honest. Well, of course, I'm I like to be a Heat fan, but I'm, so I'm a Celtics no, fan. Of no, no, you're not allowed. You're on the Celtics bandwagon now. Yes, I will pretend to be a Celtics fan, and <laughs> uh, for the Celtics, yeah, they had very good chances of you know bringing this series flip flopped to being. Uh, 2-0 or even 2-1 themselves and uh but the heat just had a a few tricks up their sleeves uh the heat really had the, that you know shooting the defense my gosh that came to uh block from bama bio my god um, i think that was game one was it game one Shoot. i think it was game one yeah i always forget uh but yeah uh, because on paper, in my in my opinion, that's why I chose Celtics um, to be, you know, the winners of this series. Not saying that, you know, that he had, you know, a game in them. I said, I probably said, what, what Celtics in six or seven, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on paper, it's like, yeah, they had Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart is playing pretty well as well and uh, on paper in my opinion i thought you know they had the 
kind of like those players that can, can uh, capitalize against uh, the Heat in those type of situations. But, you know, the Heat somehow just pulled through. Yeah, and, you know, the, the big trick up their sleeve was zone defense. Zone oh, defense yeah. just kind of screwed up the Celtics. And, you know, having Gordon Hayward back now, they can kind of break the zone a lot better because he's that kind of, you know, that playmaker that just is able to either shoot it or, you know, dribble in and, like, find the open guy. And as opposed to having, you know, like, someone say, Grant a Grant Williams type who's not as much of a threat, like, out, like, outside like now you just have a guy that can you know get into the middle of the zone and just break and just basically find the open man again and mm -hmm. or you know shoot it if he needs to and he played really well in game three but back to the first two games like you know it's a slugfest like they these guys are so evenly matched and like you know it just go comes down to you know the star players making plays like in game one jimmy butler you know hits the game hits what should have been the game winner and then marcus smart marcus smart just flopped and got like you know a, a random free throw and <laughs> yeah you know jimmy just decides to hit another game winner just to end the game because why not which then led to you know the the uh bam out of bio block like it's about stars making plays in this in this series and you know i think both teams have like these stars that you know can do that. And mm -hmm. it'll just be who can outduel the other one. You know, mm -hmm. Jimmy versus Jason Tatum, you know, Smart versus, I don't know, Goran Dragic, uh, you know, Kemba versus uh, Tyler Hero. Um, like, they, there's just so many stars. And, you know, Tyler Hero, he's already good, like his rookie year. Like, this kid has balls. Like, there was just a play in Game 3, I mean, granted, they lost the game, where Marcus Smart was harassing the hell out of him. Like, got, actually knocked the ball away, and he just decides to pull up straight in his face and nail it. Mm -hmm. This kid has balls, man. Like, the Heat staff basically talked to the media and said he's going to be, like, better than Devin Booker. That's not, I don't think that's far-fetched. Yeah. I think, I think he has the potential to be. Like, if he keeps on playing like this, yeah, for sure. I Which so. also means like the Heat's future is looking bright. They're they're good in the present, and they'll continue to be good, and they'll even get even better with Bam getting better. Bam's really young. Yeah, you know, and Tell they me. have veterans. Like, you know, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Goran Dragic. Like they're they're gonna be set going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for the Heat. I am. Yeah, you don't get to be, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's a very good. It's a very good future going ahead for them. Again, Hayward was back in Game 3. And again, just affected the game in such a good way. Uh, Marcus Smart is just so frustrating to play against. He'll just do annoying shit, like hook your arm randomly, as like mm -hmm. even though he's not guarding you, just to annoy <laughs> annoy the other team. And it's, he's a guy you you don't ever want to play against. And you know, it's to a some degree downright dirty sometimes. But you know, you, you play you play to win, but. That actually brings me to my question. So there there was talks a few years ago. Uh, basically, the Kings were actually going to sign Marcus Smart or try to. Basically, they were going to offer him a restricted uh, free agent offer. And he ultimately ended up just signing back with uh, the Celtics. Do you think we should have offered him, say, $50 million for four years? Cool. What year was this again? I want to say twenty. So the year Kyrie was there, I think. The hmm. Second year of Kyrie, I think. 
around that time. That's why, what, 2019? 2018, 2019. 2018, 2019. That's tough. Fox wasn't there. No, Fox was there. No, Fox was there. So he would be just a shooting guard. Essentially like the backup point guard, almost. Yeah, but for 50 million? That's a tough one. Honestly, I would have signed him because, like, you know, I love Corey, but, like, he would have been a better version of Corey Joseph. Yeah, it's it's tough for me because seeing the team now, it's like, for me, it's a tough one. I, I, can't, I can't go 50-50 either way, in my opinion. Uh, would you do it, though? Would I do it? If we did do it, I think we would have been a, a little better team, especially on the defensive end and, uh, you know, Marcus Smart pulling up those uh, threes, too. So I'm guessing that's a yes. Yeah. I would I would do it. I, I would do it, too. Um, how, how much is he getting paid now? Around, I think, 48 for four, which is about 12 million, I think. But uh, Okay, so yeah, almost the same. I would have signed him just because, like, you know, the Kings need a, like, a guy with attitude and starty shit with other people. And he's mm. perfect for that. And he basically provides everything that Corey Joseph provides, except a little bit more attitude. Mm-hmm. Now, Corey's a real, I love Corey. He's a great guy, but he's too nice, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. But again, I don't love some of the dirty stuff that Marcus Smart does every now and then. But I don't think it's anything egregious. Like, so it's a. I I would like that kind of attitude on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of need that. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded paying him fifty million, honestly. Because we try we try to sign Patrick Beverly, and you know they're kind of cut from the same cloth in terms of that attitude. The guy with attitude. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, move on to, you know, the, the game that just happened. Uh, Denver versus the Lakers. Now, Lakers are up 2-0 because, uh, you know, AD just hit a game winner uh, just about an hour ago. What are your thoughts on this series so far? Uh, in my opinion, it's a little expected. I I thought, you know, LA uh, had a, a lot better chance. But from seeing what Denver has uh, like done in previous uh playoff series especially against the clippers my god uh i wouldn't expect denver to you know fall off yet i I expect denver to win at least another couple games in the future so would you say lakers in six nuggets in six or i'd say i say lakers in seven i don't know that i i have a feeling that denver We'll have, uh, it gets to a game seven. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I will say I like Denver. Um, they've been doing very yeah. well. The big difference between the Clippers and the uh, Lakers is that Lakers actually pride themselves on having you know two, two big men and Anthony Davis with either Dwight or Javale, which means they have a, like, guys to throw at Jokic. Mm-hmm. Now the Clippers didn't really have a guy. Well, they had Zubac, but they didn't play him much for some reason. And yeah, like they never really had a guy that could really. They didn't have multiple guys that you could at least like hold Jokic. And you know, Dwight did an okay job, pretty good job on Jokic uh, to, in this game. I think he ended up fouling out, but like you know, they have big guys that can you know guard Jokic one on one. And you, the thing with Jokic and with passers in general, you never want to double them. 
like the you know the ability to be able to guard Jokic one on one is huge for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and they can just make him make him the score, and you know limit his limit his uh, playmaking ability, and yeah, it's gonna be a tough series. Like to you know, game two was really close. So and they they should have won that one until you know, Mason Plumlee just fucked up on that last play. <laughs> and uh, mm. yeah, um, you know, it's a razor close series. I don't think AD can really guard Jokic. So if that matchup ever like if that if they can force that matchup, I think it'd be I think they have a chance. And you know, Murray has yet. Let me check his stats real quick. Do you have the stats open? Uh. Give me one sec. Yeah, Murray in today's game, uh, 25 points, 8 for 19, 2 for 9, and 3 points. Uh, 7 for 8 for free throws. So I not mean, too bad. He's, yeah. like, getting there. Yeah, he, he still has a plus minus of 16, so that's pretty much the best in the team right now. But uh, what, what was Michael Porter Jr.'s stats? 15 points, 6 for 9, 2 for 4 for free points. They might need to find more minutes for him because they had a Poirier like uh, inside or in, in the fourth quarter a lot. So I think they could have used a little bit some Michael Porter Jr. in there. Mm-hmm. I know I know like Poirier is in there for defense, but like you know, sprinkle some minutes in there for him. Let him let him just kind of cook and get some buckets. But this series is very is a lot closer, I think, than people realize. Or like this game was really close. Oh, so, yeah. so like oh. you know, Lakers might come out next game and just blow the game open. But you know, like so, I I brought this up and a lot of people were talking about it. If the Lakers are up two one and it's game four, do they just forfeit that game because they don't want the Denver to go up th- or they don't want to go th- up three one against Denver? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around with that one. It's just, uh, yeah, like they should close it out as soon as they can because you never know when Nuggets can just get hot and are just unstoppable. You know? mm-hmm. Alex Caruso, by the way, was really nice this game. Like, as much as I don't like the Lakers, you can't hate Caruso. Oh no, it's the guy that just loves to play the right way, and it's just mastered <laughs> playing the right way and. You know, and he's a very likable guy for the most part. You know, humble and like, you know, has limitless hops, it feels like. And yeah, I, I just wish he wasn't on the Lakers. <laughs> they almost traded him to Detroit, by the way, um, for Derrick Rose. So, you know, th- there's that. I don't know um, why I did that. I just wanted to. Okay. <laughs> okay. To finally, uh, you have any, any, uh, any other thoughts on Denver's LA? Uh, no, besides that, hopefully Denver, you know, brings it back, and uh, I'm pretty sure. I hope will. Denver. I hope Denver wins the next four games and just shuts Lakers Lakers internet up because I hate the Lake the Lakers fans. Just take the like the biggest victory laps over anything. Granted, mm-hmm. it's not much different with any other fan base, but like it's just there's just more of them, and it's really annoying. That'd be that'd be interesting game, like. Or like finals, what happens if uh, two underdog teams get to? Oh, uh, there'd be a lot less viewers. I'm sorry, but yeah, because <laughs> uh, you know Lakers draw draw viewers. That's just a yeah. fact, and you know I, I don't think that I don't think the NBA would love that. You know, you know, especially if it's Lakers versus Celtics, man, those big viewers. Sure, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know about the Celtics, but you know, like, because Celtics don't really have that guy yet. 
Like Tatum hasn't really pierced the uh, casual f- fan market. I don't think so. It's it'll be mostly an LA market. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, I just I just hope they get you know destroyed the next four games. But we'll see. We shall see. They are they're the favorites for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, just to kind of close it out, um, what do you think about Giannis winning back to back MVPs? You know, I've read comments about this saying that they should have done these awards um, prior to the playoffs games happening. So uh, for him to win it, that's great. I mean, I believe he is one of the people that deserves it. But after the playoffs, it's like kind of watered it down, I guess you could say for him. What do you think? Did you do you think LeBron deserved to win it over Giannis? There's a lot of talk about that. Hmm. I think LeBron. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, he had a chance to earn it, but I get, I'm I'm gonna say that I thought Giannis, you know, deserves it more, in my opinion. Yeah, that's kind of where I fall into uh-huh. because it's just. I think, like, you know, Lakers were great in the regular season. Like, I really did not expect this from LeBron Uh to actually try, I guess, in the regular season. And, yeah, like, I I think, you know, you you can definitely make a case. But, like, I think Giannis was ultimately better, like, throughout the season. And, you know, they Mm -hmm. had the better record, sure, in a weaker conference. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I get that argument. But at the same time, like, they were destroying teams um, Mm -hmm. in the regular season. And... You know, I just think that was, you know, he Giannis just deserves it more than um, than LeBron did. Yeah. And, you know, I, I totally get if you want a LeBron. Like, he was, because I think he is more important to the Lakers team than Giannis is to the Bucks team. It's one mm-hmm. of, and, you know, like, the MVP, like, criteria is just so vague that I, I don't know. You can go either way with it. Yeah, it could really go either way. And yeah, so I think Giannis really deserved it. And I really liked his uh, interview with TNT, or at least the snippet that I watched. He doesn't want us to call him the, M- the MVP or the back-to-back MVP until he wins the title. What are your thoughts on that? Very strong uh, comment from Giannis. And uh, I wonder, will he win the finals MVP if he does win the title? Oh, he's winning the finals MVP. Ain't nobody ain't <laughs> no, Unless they get, uh, depends on who they get in the in the, this offseason but i doubt they'll they will just because he is such a force that like they will double the shit out of him i think but i don't think it's going to be a steph curry thing I, I, there's part of me that just feels like if they're going to win the championship he has to play really well mm-hmm. so i yeah i i think you know it's i, I love the desire and just the fire that Giannis has. Now, we shall see if he does that in Milwaukee or not, but, like, you know, I want him to stay in Milwaukee. Like, and, you know, I love the kind of the mentality he has. He, he keeps wanting to improve and just, you know, is not satisfied, and it's great to see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping he stays in Milwaukee, too, but yeah, it's, it's really up to how Milwaukee uh, runs the team for next season. Yeah, they kind of they really did fuck up like by not re-signing Brockton, but I, I did hear Brockton didn't want to stay. So uh-huh. maybe there's that's part of it, but like yeah, extending Eric Bledsoe and not re-signing Malcolm Brockton was just such a mistake. 
<sighs> yeah, yeah. And we shall see how it goes going forward. I hope he stays in Milwaukee because you know I I don't I don't love the uh, I don't love like superstars jumping to other teams to get like rings. And like I just had a whole spiel about organic team building. Like you know Giannis and Milwaukee is an organically built team, and mm-hmm. I wanted to stay that way. And I hope he does win. And I hope they figure something out with the Eric Bledsoe contract because I don't think it's really Giannis's fault that he didn't pl- play so well in the conference finals when you get triple teamed and double teamed like, mm-hmm. constantly. Like it's up to your teammates to be able to make plays off of that, and they could. Yeah. Again, so I, you know, I hope he stays in Milwaukee. I don't, I don't want to deal with you know Fox to other teams like soon because that's really what's going to happen yeah. with, the, with the Kings. Yeah. For for Giannis, yeah, I hope he stays as well. Like I said, I think he would improve a lot more with Milwaukee um, rather than, you know, going to a big team and, uh, you know, just going back and just doing whatever he does and just running their system. But yeah, putting Giannis the face of Milwaukee and just get, yeah, getting those key players that uh, assist him. for Milwaukee, I think it'll be. I'm pretty sure they'll win eventually. Hopefully, uh, they they need that guy, and Chris Middleton isn't enough, and they need to upgrade at the Eric Bledsoe position. I'm sorry, Eric Bledsoe, for keep shitting on you. You just, you just not doing it, and I don't think you ever will. Sorry, but like, yeah, they they need to do something in the off season, and I hope he does not like go to another team, sign the max extension, and just win in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's uh, basically all we have for this week. Um, you know, hopefully we get more Kings updates. I want to see what this front office is going to do. I don't think trades are are going to happen or can happen yet, but I want to see if there's going to be any trades going on. There's probably going to be rumors. I feel like in the next couple weeks, um, I don't think trades happen until after playoffs. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder what the move is like. You know, re-signing Bogey, are we going to do that? Are we actually going to end up trading Buddy? And, you know, what kind of packages we're going to get? You brought up we might end up having to trade one of our big men, which means Rashawn or Marvin. So, Well, that's that's my dot. It's like because with a new GM and hopefully, you know, a refreshed front office, um, I feel like there will be big changes coming to the Kings. Either that or big, you know... Uh, whatchamacallit, moves, I guess, um, with uh, how we uh, utilize our uh, players. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm, we'll have to see what happens with Luke Walton. I, I know King's Twitter hates him. Uh, I am rooting for him to actually stay with the team because I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a great coach by any means or good. But like With Marvin being gone so long, I'd like to see what he does with Marvin first before... Because he did actually build a lot of the team according to Marvin, and they just, he just never got a chance to use them, basically. Yeah, I, kinda, I really want to watch how Marvin has improved for uh, how many months has it been now? Six since I we have last no seen him? I have no it, clue. I, I've lost track. I know. It, it, it feels like 10,000 years, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to see how he has improved because it, there's no way he, he would have decline during these months come on yeah like and this team goes where marvin goes because 
Fox is going to be good. We know that. But if we are to reach the playoffs or reach that next level, it's got to be with Marvin. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of our hope now. Yeah. And it's, it's unfair to put that on him. And it's unfair that his name is not Luka Doncic. But like, that's kind of what he's going to be have to be for Sacramento. And I hope we can put like last season to bed soon. Because it was a painful season to you know be a part of, and you know, I hope that better days are ahead of us. And hope Monty McNair is allowed to you know do his thing, like Joe can work with him, and Vivek makes the right decisions. And hope the players are just healthy. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, besides that, I want to be a Heat fan, and hopefully more Kings news. That's uh. That's about you can it be a Heat me. fan when the Kings make the playoffs. Um, oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it'll be probably uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I get a Miami Heat jersey when it's on sale. They have beautiful jerseys. They, You know what? Like, they are the jerseys I want to get. The Miami Vice jerseys yeah. are unbeaten. Even the original, in my opinion, looks uh, like a classic. I have mixed uh, feelings about them, but I love the Miami Vice jerseys. Yeah, Miami Vice jerseys very nice. Hopefully, um, next uh, season's uh, Kings uh, City edition or what, however they call it, jersey will look nice because uh, I need to update it from my Weber jersey. I just, I you know, I know a lot of people didn't like the red jersey but if they come back with a red jersey but with the little lion logo with the middle i'm totally down for that they probably will maybe because they had the blue one with the little lion logo they got to complete the collection yeah that or um what was that throwback one with the the dark blue one or the checkerboard uh oh that one i i saw mitch richmond one at a art and fair mall today Oh, <laughs> wait, Arden's still around? Oh, they're open, no more. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you guys are in the Sacramento area, uh, if you want to go go cop some shoes, it's a great time to cop some shoes right now. Yeah, except for those, whatchamacallit, bots going around. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they are so cheap in the stores right now. I saw a shoe for 20 bucks. It's you know it's the Donovan Mitchell shoe, and I don't know why they're so cheap. I guess they're just not selling well. But like, yeah, like I saw those for twenty bucks. Maybe it's not good performing. I don't know. Never. More I, I don't know. I've not heard bad things about it, but you know, I guess it's just I, not selling. He's you know he's in Utah. It's a small market. Like I just yeah. don't think he's that famous. Is the problem? Yeah, I mean, eventually he'll get there too. Yeah, I, I am uh, really into the Air Max Ones right now. <laughs> like, I'm, oh yeah, I end up getting a pair. Although I swear to God, I got a size seven for those. It uh-huh. did not fit at all. It was so fucking small, and I, right. there they didn't have any seven and a halfs. So, and eight was a little long. Yeah. So I got to figure out my size in that I, one. I'm a Air Max One fan myself, and uh, they run true to size, in my opinion. I got a size seven. I swear to God, it was too damn tight. What you call it? You should have gone the Darren Fox Air Max ones when they were out. Are they still out or no? To be honest, they might still have some in your size. I don't know. We'll walk around after this uh, podcast. We will. Okay, well, that will settle it for 
um, this this week's podcast. We're probably coming back uh, with more uh, next week. Maybe we'll drop them one midweek. Who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll I see. I feel like it. We shall see. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Yep. See you guys later. Thank you.